Hello, friends, and welcome to the Everyday Truth Podcast with Kurt Skelly. Our purpose is to show you that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day. We're glad you joined us here for the conversation as we're challenged from the book of 1 Samuel to let God lead. Now let's hear what Kurt has to say. Welcome back, friends, to our study of the book of 1 Samuel, specifically uh, our study of 1 Samuel chapter number 27. Uh, David has made a really unfortunate choice in that he is not trusting God. He has fled to the city of Gath, where Achish is ruling. He has just requested that Achish give him his own space, his own city. And Achish has acquiesced and given him the city of Ziklag. David and the 600 have now migrated there. And we're going to see now over the next year, a little bit over a year, the behavior of David that really is inconsistent with the character of David that we've come to know. Verse number eight of our text, the Bible says, and David and his men went up and invaded the Geshurites and the Gezrites and the Amalekites. For those nations were of old the inhabitants of the land, as thou goest to Shur, even unto the land of Egypt, And David smote the land and left neither man nor woman alive, took away the sheep and the oxen, the donkeys and the camels and the apparel, and returned and came to Achish. And Achish said, Whither have you made a road today? And David said, Against the south of Judah, against the south of the uh, Jerah, help me here, Jeramalites. And against the south of the Kenites. And David saved neither man nor woman alive to bring tidings to Gath, saying, Lest they should tell on us, saying, So did David, and so will be his manner all the while he dwelleth in the country of the Philistines. And Achish believed David, saying, He hath made his people Israel utterly to abhor him. Therefore he shall be my servant forever." This is a a confusing passage of Scripture. John, what do you make of it? You know, here David, obviously, he's going out. Now, David all along, I think, as you mentioned, knew what he wanted to do. And we were talking a little before we started this podcast, this episode, that is. And you mentioned that Dave won the best of both worlds. And indeed, you're right. He wants wants Achish's approval, wants Achish to think that David's on his side. And yet David doesn't really want to be on Achish's side. And so David here is going out and attacking these nations who've been in the land for a long time. They're not friends of Israel. David obviously has to, you know, they have a lot of men to feed and families to feed here, David and his men. And so they're going out and, you know, just pillaging out on the countryside here. But then when David, he kills everybody, as we see, but then David goes to Achish. So Achish, now David, you live quite a ways away, but he goes up to Achish to carry out this whole charade that he has here, this whole, you know, charade that he's doing of attacking the friends of Israel. Because he asks, where, where, where have you made a road? Where, where did you fight today, David? And David gives the names of people that would be friends of Israel. And they're in that area, you know, down in the southern area of, of Israel. And so Achish thinks, wow, this is great. David is on my side. Israel's going to hate him. Yeah, he's all things Philistia. And what, what a, a serendipitous thing that we have David on our team now, and he's protecting our entire southern border. This is wonderful. 
So, you know, David, I think by attacking these long-standing enemies of Israel, perhaps is justifying in his own mind. See, uh, I'm still helping God out. See, I'm still kind of fulfilling what God wanted the original conquerors of Israel to do, uh, or rather of the promised land to do, Joshua and so forth. And yet he's trying to play one side against the other. It's a manipulative David, not a trusting David. You know, and that is is so sad, as you mentioned in the last episode, that sin takes you farther than you want to go. This is not David's character. This is not how David typically acts. But David is making a series of bad decisions right now. And it's all because he got away from where God wanted him to be. And in our lives, the same thing can happen. You know, people may some, sometimes say as Christians, well, I, I, would, I would never do that. But it's, there is no bounds to what a person could do if they start going away from God. They never know where they can come to eventually in their life if they don't follow God closely. You know, when you examine sinful choices in life, whether it be my life or yours, or as in the case of David, this, this episode in David's life, Remember what happened when David had left to go to Moab, and God sent Gad to him and said, David, uh, you need to get back to the land, and you need, uh, I, I want you there. So David did. He went back to the, to the land, and remember, he went to a place called the Wilderness of Hareth, and there, God made it clear to him that he was supposed to rescue the Kenites, uh, the Kelites, from the the Philistine the, the from uh, the Philistines, and he did that. There was something for him to do in the land he was supposed to be, and here David's doing wrong, obviously, uh, in this place called Ziklag. But I think the larger question is, where was David supposed to be, and what was David supposed to be doing here? Because there's another side to sinful choice. And the other side of sinful choice is not what is the person doing that's wrong. Clearly, David is acting out, out of his own character, recklessly killing everybody and showing no mercy and lying and manipulating. This is not the David that we've come to know. But rather than focusing on what he's doing that's wrong, I think a, a, another question would be, what should he be doing? And how should he be trusting? And who is in jeopardy in the land of Judah because David has vacated his responsibility? As you mentioned that, Pastor, my mind goes Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. We all know 2, 8, and 9 that we're saved by the grace of God. But then verse 10 reminds us that all those who are children of God, God has foreordained good works that were to walk in them. There are good works that I'm supposed to be doing as a child of God. And that's a great point you bring out, that if I'm living in sin, I'm not doing the good works that God has for me to do to help other people in life. I'm just turned in on myself and what I want in life, but I'm not focused on others. You know, as we look at the life of Christ, we see Christ time and time again showing compassion. Uh, even, you know, if, if people were against Christ in the process, Christ did the will of the Father continually. And that is what God wants us to do because you are exactly right. If we're not following God, then we're missing out on doing what God wants us to accomplish in life today, being a blessing to people around us, serving Him. The tragedy of a shipwrecked life is not so much in, in the sin of commission as it is in the sin of omission. Now, like what you said, John, God didn't save us not to do things. 
So sometimes we think the sum total of the Christian life is God saved us not to do this, and I don't go there, and I don't wear that, and I don't watch this. And certainly those are elements of of holiness that there are things that we should not do. The Bible does have thou shalt nots. But the point is God has saved us to do. God has saved us to, to be. And the tragedy here is that David's not in the place where he should be, and David is not doing the things that he should do. Uh, I like what it says in James chapter 4, where it says, Him that knoweth to do good, and doeth it not, to him it is sin. The sin there is the sin of omission, that we're not following the will of God, and therefore not accomplishing those things that you rightly pointed out. God has foreordained that we should walk in them. I think it's so easy to focus on the things of commission, you know, like you talked about. It's so easy for people to say, hey, don't don't sin, you know, don't do this and don't do that. But often we do forget that if we're not following God, if we're not witnessing about Christ, if we're not doing our good works that our light might shine, that people might see our Father who is in heaven and glorify Him, if we're not doing the things that we ought to be doing, that those indeed are sin. And the Bible is filled with commands on the positive side. You know, love one another. That That is a great command to Christians that people should know it's because we love. And so I need to evaluate my, evaluate my life and say, John, how are you doing in the love department? If I'm not loving people right, I'm not right with God, no matter what I say, because if I'm right with God, I'm going to love people around me. That's such a good point. And as David manipulated Achish, he, he did get what he wanted. He did fool Achish. He had Achish right in the palm of his hand. Achish trusted him completely. But honestly, the trust that Achish had for David actually played against David. Because in the battle that will follow, Philistia is going to be fighting against David's own country, Israel. And because Achish trusts him so much, a trust that David has worked on, a, a trust that, da- that David has uh, constructed, that it's going to put David between a rock and a hard place where honestly, God bails him out. David was almost in a position where he would have fought his own people because of a situation that he created. And it reminds us, again, we go back to this, reminds us of whenever we don't follow God, we don't know where we're in, end up at. You know, when we don't follow God and we start living away from God, we never know where that road will lead. And it's not going to lead where we think it's going to lead. I remember many years ago, somebody say, you know, that the devil's diamonds are all paste. Mm. Uh, what a thought that is. What the devil seems to offer us is never going to be the reality. And yet God does offer us eternal realities. If we follow him, uh, it is indeed a great privilege to serve a loving God. John, I know that you've had some opportunities in your ministry to counsel with people. I think all of us ministry leaders have. And sometimes when you counsel people, they describe their situation, and it's so complex. Three marriages and children to this dad or that mom. And and, and sometimes it's just unclear. What do I even tell these people? Why? Because... The longer we walk down the road of manipulation and self-sufficiency, we just make the road so muddy and unclear. And what we're going to find in the chapters that lie ahead is that David faces 
are, are, it's like the Gordian knot. That they, we're never going to untangle this thing outside of the grace of God's spirit. David's creating a very difficult situation for himself and others. Sin always makes things more complex, as we shall poignantly see in the chapter that will follow. That's all the time we have for today. Thanks for joining us. Looking forward to seeing how this situation unfolds. It gets worse before it gets better, but praise the Lord for God's grace. It will get better. So have a great day today, my friends, and we'll see you next episode. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If everyday truth matters to you, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.